Bandwidth for ChangeLog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. Error monitoring is provided by Rollbar. Check them out at Rollbar.com. And we're hosted on Linode servers. Head to Linode.com ChangeLog. It's Go Time, a weekly podcast where we discuss interesting topics around the Go programming language, the community, and everything in between. If you currently write Go or aspire to, this is the show for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Go Time. This is episode number 67, and today we have Cassandra Salisbury. I, did, I don't know if I said the, your last name correctly, Cassandra. Did I? Oh, you did. You did. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody. So let's get the show started. Cassandra, why don't you let us know where have you been in the past, what you are up to now? how you got involved with the Go community, just to get an intro going here so people will know who you are. Yeah, so my name is Cassandra. I uh, have been at uh, Google on the Go team for three whole months now, uh, and I'm just getting started with uh, being a program manager for developer relations and kind of scaling out the developer relations team with Steve Francia. Uh, previously I've worked in startups. I've been, uh, at a bunch of go shops where primary, uh, technologies are focused on developers. Uh, and yeah, my background's in, in developer marketing and developer relations. That is super cool. I, I remember when you joined Google and I cannot believe it's been three months already. And So your title is Program Manager in Developer Relations. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us what that is. What are you going to be doing? Oh, that's such a good question. What is it? Uh, I think part of it is figuring out <laughs> what that is exactly. Uh, right now, we have a huge community and an ever-growing community. And I think we can go into some of those stats even later. Uh, but when I first started to get involved in the Go community a few years ago, uh, Carlisa, you actually invited me to join GoBridge. I run GoSF, a San Francisco meetup, uh, and I've done GopherFest, which is a conference. And I noticed that there was a lot of need for organization within the community itself. So about a year ago, when I got involved with the community outreach working group, there was a lot of plans for all the things that could be done to help enable conference organizers, to help support meetup organizers, to make the community more inclusive. And soon we realized that, wow, this is so much that it probably is actually a full-time job. Uh, And that is what I'm doing as part of the team now. I'm taking a lot of these programs that I started as a community member and have worked on with many of you out there uh, and then bringing them to the Go team, to Google as organized programs that are supported and uh, regulated and uh, made easily accessible. So I guess that's kind of what I'm working on. (laughs) It's not super specific and we can absolutely get into some specifics, but 
I'm, I am there to support the community in whatever ways are necessary at the time. Yeah, to me, that sounds fantastic. Uh, instead of having a rigid job definition, you're trying to find out what the community needs. At least it sounds like that to me. And that's brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, the community needs a lot. We're now looking at about 1.5 million Go users worldwide. Uh, enterprises are picking Go up left and right. Uh, the type of infrastructures that are being supported by Go is absolutely insane. So it it needs a lot of work and support and great people. This is a, one reason why I was really looking forward to having you on the show today. One, because you're amazing. And another is because Go has just took off in the last, especially in the last year, Recently, maybe a week or two ago, I went on the Gopher Slack jobs channel and it was just nuts. I hadn't been there for at least maybe a year even. Mm -hmm. And it was nuts, the number of jobs rolling through that channel. And people have been pinging me for, for jobs, uh, for Go-related jobs a lot more than, than earlier on. Um, just the natural flow of recruiters trying to contact developers, right? And I think a lot of people are paying attention to Go, and a lot of people are joining the community either because they start out working with Go or they are interested in doing that. And I would assume that some of these people are looking up to people who are leading initiatives that are community-related, that want to give back to the community or want to teach Go to, to people or do any or, or do open source or, or lead meetups. And they might be thinking, well, how did these people get started? Mm -hmm. How do I get from I'm, I'm doing nothing now? How do I get there? Because I have the, the, the drive I have. I want to, I either have the leadership skills or I want to develop my leadership skills in the process. I want to be of help, all of those things. How do I get there? For me, the advice that I usually give when I do get those questions is start local. And maybe this goes back to uh, the old days before I was ever in tech and I worked in a small retail boutique uh, and everything was locally sourced. But I think that you can have more immediate impact by staying local uh, and kind of determine what local needs are. So suggestions of doing this, uh, it would be visiting your local meetup and getting to know your meetup organizer. And let me tell you, those of us out there who have organized meetups once a month, it is a lot of work. Uh, not only do you have to find sponsors and sometimes those sponsors support you with venue and food, sometimes it's just venue, uh, but then you also have to find topics, you have to find speakers. Uh, and that facilitation is is just a lot. So just asking your local organizer, do you need help, <laughs> is often uh, very helpful. And I think that if you are in the uh, position of asking your company to host a local meetup and get to know the community that way, or if you could put together a talk or the top five tips on X and say, do you think this is helpful? Or start to write about some cool tool that you used and 
run it through uh, someone you know who's focused on on blogs that you admire. I think that these are all ways that you can kind of jump in and discover what you're good at and then where you're most useful. I think that is a brilliant idea. And as far as local meetups, it's I can't vouch for what you said because when I started out looking to go and wanting to learn Go, I started going to my local meetup and it took maybe two meetups or three the most. And I was a meetup organizer because <laughs> it took me one. <laughs> <laughs> it might've been one, uh, <laughs> but not because I was amazing. It was because they needed the help. And I started looking at the meetup page and say, Hey, you know, when's going to be the next meetup? I don't know what I was doing, but whatever my enthusiasm was, was followed by action and people were just like, yeah, help us, please. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, having a meetup is like putting a party, putting together a party. Um, so the, and every month you're putting together a party, you have, you need the place, you need to figure out the amount of people. But in any case, I don't want to make this show about meetups. I'm just saying it happened with me too. And as, now as an organizer, I can also validate what you said is there is always, I'm so glad when people step up and offer to help. And that happens with our meetup here and it's so refreshing and wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, help goes a long way. I, I now have two co-organizers, uh, Frances Campoy and Ken Fromm for GoSF, which and our meetups are usually around 150 people per meetup. And it is, I'm beyond thankful <laughs> for the assist most of the time, uh, and especially starting new jobs, et cetera. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to know that you have people that you can rely on. Because the other aspect of this is it you're doing it generally for free it's your free time it you're not being paid to set up these meetups you're not being paid so the more help the better um i do see a, an interesting question kind of popping up which is okay i i've i've started to help out my meetup organizer maybe i have done a go bridge workshop or i've hosted a meetup Maybe I've started uh, to write tutorials. Um, how do I go from the local meetup to going to more regional and then global, right? Because it's not it's not such a thing where I feel like you can just go from small to large. Like it took me years before I I kind of felt like I understood what what the global Go community looked like, and that's still growing and changing every day. And I'm still learning so much, especially in the last three months. But a lot of that for me goes from investing time in your in your local communities and uh, getting your contacts there and then getting on Go for Slack, getting to know the there's a whole meetup organizers channel. So who are those people? And then starting to look at conferences, honestly. Um, you know, not everyone has the ability to travel to a lot of conferences, but maybe trying to get to one that's close enough to you, if if so, applying to a di the diversity scholarship, uh, and then maybe just submitting a talk. You know, it's uh, it's very interesting because over the last week, internally at the Go Team, we've been talking a lot about um, resources, and then I've talked to 
many conference organizers over the last few uh, weeks, and they have put out these tweets, and I don't know if you've seen them, like where it's, if you want to help people build a CFP or an abstract, uh, whichever word you want, um, then get them, uh, then then raise your hand, basically. So retweet or say yes, right? Um, so Russ Cox actually started a page on GitHub, and we can add it to show notes or something like that. But it's in the Go Wiki, and it's called New Speakers. And it is a list of people uh, who have offered their services to help build abstracts. And I think that these types of collective information pools are going to make it easier for someone to go from a local uh, local impact to global impact. But to some extent, there there is some pressure on community organizers like myself to make sure those tools are available to our community. Yes, absolutely. And hopefully with the work that you're doing, <laughs> we will get that. Also, one thing for uh, global impact, getting getting involved directly with organizations that have a broader reach is also a good way to just already start at that level. For example, getting involved with GoBridge. Um, mm-hmm. You can go on the golangbridge.org website and get in touch with any of those folks there. It, I, I'm not active on the bridge anymore because I can't handle it, but I know for a fact there is ton of work that yeah. they like to be doing and they not because there's just not enough people and women who go. And mm-hmm. like you said, uh, there is a meet a, a group of meetup organizers that each work at a local level, but there is also a lot of work to be done at a global level, at a level that just puts together resources and makes that available for everybody who wants to become an organizer or is already doing that. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this year specifically for for GoBridge, for uh, meetup organizers, for conference organizers, because maybe because I'm kind of behind the scenes starting to create some of these charters and initiatives that I've been dreaming about for the last three years. Uh, But I I really do think that we're going to see extended resources and a lot of uh, effort put around organizing these groups. GoBridge itself, I won't any details, but I have a lot of exciting uh, ideas around that that I've been working on for the last month, uh, and I'm hoping to have something more concrete to announce within within the next next month. But uh, yeah, I, there there's resources. It's just the organization. So yeah. Uh, but just talking about our worldwide community a little, because I think that the scope that we're really discussing is sometimes lost when we're not visiting conferences, et cetera. But a few years ago, there was maybe a handful of conferences. Now we're up to 13 conferences this year. Uh, Out of those conferences, over half of them have more than, will have more than 500 people visiting. And uh, about a quarter of them will probably, at least three of them will probably be closer to more than a thousand. Uh, so that's amazing. Uh, India and Russia, yeah, India and Russia are coming up within the next month of each other. Uh, I will be going to India and delivering the state of go talk, uh, which I'm really nervous about. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah. And, and we have 115 meetups that have registered uh, last year. They registered with kind of the form that I put out that was like, if you're a meetup, can you please let me know so that we can start to build out some of these uh, structured ways of you getting support? Yes. And uh, for the record, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Cassandra, mm -hmm. the efforts that you are leading as a Google employee, as a, a, part, a member of the Go team, they are all open source. So it's... Yeah. If someone is interested in anything, I'm sure they can contact you, right? And even like, I have no idea, just like suggest something for me because all of these things, I can't even imagine the amount of work that you could use help with. I've been getting a lot of questions about, I don't know how to help. And initially when I first came to Google, I thought that I would have those answer answers, but now I'm realizing that there just needs to be a little bit more structure around the how. And I think some of that will probably be done by the community working group. We're going to relaunch it uh, with some more narrowed focus to make it easier for contribution uh, because the Go project is giant. There's so, it feels like there's so much and too much at scale that the, how do I help is, is not clear. So I'd, I'd like to really create some community charters where people know that this is where I go to for help. This is what we need. And I think that like the resources for new speakers is a great example of that. I think just going on the go wiki and making sure like that the conferences section is updated uh, is important. I think that the sharing of uh, content and great talks that you see and you know, just the sharing of content is such a huge impact on community growth and distribution of knowledge. Uh, so these are things that people can do, but I would, I, I agree, there needs to be some more organization around it and, and a call to action. I want to highlight uh, one thing and then ask you to expand on something else. So the one thing that I want to highlight is that Go has a wiki resource with many pages. Mm -hmm. And this wiki is amazing, you guys. Just everything you want to know is in there. And it's open for everybody to edit. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something to do right there, you can go and make sure that things are organized alphabetically. I did that. I organized the list of countries uh, with the list of companies that are using Go. I went there and organized alphabetically, but uh, because I'm OCD like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like little tiny things that are super useful. If you know of a conference that's local to you and is not listed, add it. If your company mm -hmm. is using Go is not listed under the list of companies, add it. Like super tiny takes no time at all things to do like so what i'm saying help maintain the wiki page mm -hmm. uh, it's such a wonderful resource and we should continue to add things to it in my opinion <laughs> because it's useful right and there's a good reference too if you're looking for uh, to find about things and tell us what this working group is because you mentioned it a couple times and I, I don't think most people know well the working group uh is a collection of community members that are working toward goals uh, that benefit the Go community. And I keep that really broad because I, I think that there's going to be some changes to it. I know that there's going to be some changes to it, and I don't want to 
narrow down that focus prior to kind of having knowledge from the other leaders in that working group that, that that's the direction we're going to go. But if you go to, um, I think going on GitHub, going slash go, I think slash CWG, um, you'll see that there is a board, um, there's projects and each of those projects has issues within them. And I kind of arrange those so you could see like these are the initiatives each project board is an initiative and then within those there are the issues so essentially the tasks that need to happen to get to said project and uh, some of that might change over the next couple months um but but that was the idea behind the working group uh in the beginning and now all of these links that we are mentioning are going to be on the show notes so don't stress about not finding this stuff just when the episode comes out the sh- the links will be there okay that is very cool now when this restructure takes place how are people going to find out what this turns out to be at least in the very next phase of this effort we'll write about it <laughs> it'll probably be released in a blog and then um my guess is that through, so right now there's four different projects, right? There's conferences, there's meetups, there's content, and then there's like contributions, which is more of a training uh, new contributors and getting people to contribute to the project. Personally, I think that scope is too large for one group. I think each of those things could be their own group. And so it's the decision of, do we want to have uh, kind of separate initiatives separated out or do we want to still have them under the umbrella of a working group? I will say that this will get better as uh, we're able to just get some bandwidth to do some strategy and planning around these things. And a lot of the things around conferences and meetups are already being started by the DevRel team at Go, which is Steve and I. Uh, But yeah, it'll we will make it well known and distribute it. But right now it's just not active. So I don't want to be like, oh, this group is so active and awesome, et cetera. Uh, And it just hasn't, we haven't done anything since November. And part of that was because I had a whole nother job (laughs) and I couldn't uh, manage an entire job outside of my other job. So now that I'm here, uh, I'm able to actually manage this a little bit better. Absolutely. Uh, And Oh my gosh, this is so much work. If I know. <laughs> for people who have never done this, I have no idea. It's so much work. And it's never ending work. It's not like you have a go and you finish you complete that. And it's just because there's always more that needs to be done. You just you start doing it and you say, no, but this is not complete unless mm-hmm. it's, it's also done. But you only find that out when you're in the middle of it. So it's like all of a sudden you find you find yourself putting 80 hours a week to get yeah because you want to do a good job right yeah <laughs> and we don't really want it to be done either right because if it's if if your work with a community is ever done it is because the community is no longer active and so actually the bigger it gets it's kind of better uh but that means we need more community leaders to to step up and and take positions within groups like this so that we can have organization within it 
Absolutely. Very well spoken, Cassandra. Now, (laughs) (laughs) for people to follow what is happening, what is changing, Mm. is there a mailing list or a specific Twitter account or a Facebook page? How do you suggest people keep track of this? Um, Yes. Twitter is a great way. There is a Gophers mailing list. Um, I'll have to look it up and we can put it in show show notes because I don't want to give the wrong one because there's a lot. There's some that are uh, more managed by the Go team and then there's some that are managed by external resources, which is frankly a wiki that's on my list to start. Um, cause I think that's one of the, the wikis that we don't have is kind of, um, media and content distribution, but we will get into that. Um, but yeah, Twitter, Twitter is a great way to stay up to date on some of these things. Which accounts for the people? Golang. Golang. Okay. Yeah. So the actual official Twitter, uh, and then, yeah, we'll put the mailing list in show notes. Uh, that's actually one of the things we've been talking about a lot, uh, is, the wiki, the distribution of information, because not everyone is on Twitter. Not everyone wants to join a mailing list and it's easy to to, to uh, kind of get lost in it. Uh, so how do we make sure that people know where to go to to access information? And that's why I'm thinking that's something uh, on GitHub that is more transparent and easily accessible uh, makes the most sense. So thank you for kind of iterating that. Yeah, and you know there there are huge communities uh, like tech communities not related to Go or even related to Go on Facebook that and people who do Facebook and don't do Twitter at all and maybe GitHub is not the most friendly thing for the thing for them either. So I'm wondering, is there a Facebook group or page or something? Yeah, so that that's that's ironic that you mentioned that because I. I'm on Facebook. I use Facebook uh, a lot, almost as much as Twitter, except my Facebook's more family oriented. And I was started to join some Go accounts on on Facebook that are actually very active and started answering some questions. And this is this is why I thought that this wiki page would be helpful. Uh, and then maybe also kind of releasing it as a blog. Uh, but but there does need to be somewhere where there's a collection of all the pieces. And eventually, I do think that might end up on the Go website. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by that, you mean a better designed Go website? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there is only one uh, answer for that question. There is only one answer for that question. That answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Also, also in the timeline. I promise. <laughs> oh, there is a, what's it this? Foreign pattern. There is a Facebook group for Go, GoLang Nuts. So that's pretty cool. I didn't even know about this. I, I would join, I joined, right? Oh, you were in it. Yeah, it's one of the ones I, I joined more recently and started to answer some questions. There's also huge communities in India and in China, which aren't on any of these. Uh, so I don't know if, if you saw, we just released our, our website in China, uh, and that's a ginormous community for us. And so organizing these, these global, uh, communities at scale is, is absolutely something we're looking at in the next year. This is going to be so awesome. So awesome. I hope so. 
No pressure, I guess. <laughs> no pressure, but I was really excited when first when Steve Francia joined the good team, and then when you joined, I was so thrilled. And I, what I said, what I said was, I am looking forward to seeing how this community is going to be in two years. Of course, not right away. Yeah. Right. This work takes time, but in two years, we, I think we're going to start seeing a difference. I think that for me, coming from the startup world, I'm like, no, let's do it. Let's do it all. Let's do it right now. And um, and that's one of the things that I'm really having to take a step back and let myself, A, be onboarded at Google and B, really assess the the right way, the strategic way to go after all the community organization that's necessary and even more so learn how I can best empower the leaders in the Go community that are outside of Google. Uh, and and that, that's been my main focus for the last three months is just trying to talk to people and figure out what, what are the real needs. Uh, so I know, let, let's hope, fingers crossed. <laughs> no, there's, there's major improvements. <laughs> no, uh, you're the, so the right person for the job. I mean, just by what you just said, I, I'm with you. I'm like, let's get it done, everything right now. Just, let's just do it. Mm -hmm. And I'll do it myself if, if necessary. But it's too much work and you need, you, you need hands on board. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, girl, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But you know, it's, it, it has changed so much in the last two years. And I know that you can also like address the fact that the community is so, it feels so much more connected, even though it's larger than it did even two years ago. I hear more and more people that are comfortable with asking, how can I do this? How can I do that? And that's why I feel that pressure. I want to be able to tell them how they can help uh, and have somewhere for them to go. Uh, and so I, I am also very excited to see this happen. Yes, I agree with you. I feel that too. And, you know, I mean, when you say connection, uh, what also comes to mind is I'm making more friends. My The friends I had made, they become you know, the friendships become stronger every year when I see people go for con, I just by the sheer, of, sheer fact of us talking here and there. And that's wonderful. And I can't emphasize enough how important it is for people who are coming into the community to understand that this is not a clique. It's, this is not a closed. Mm. We, we, have, we, not, we haven't closed those circles of friendship. Mm -hmm. We we are not done making friends. Uh, this is open, like every. I think I, I I'm going to speak for everybody. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> I'm speaking for all of you. Jump in and say hi and start doing stuff because this community is not a closed community. It's so welcoming and uh, like we keep saying here, there's a lot to do. And this is just not for existing gophers. It's for everyone, and splash, especially the flesh, fresh blood. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely jump I, in. I agree 100%. Uh, so there was a, a survey that I think, I think was from a couple weeks ago from HackerRank that uh, states that Go is the top language. So I think it was about 40,000 developers that they ran through. And I'll include this in, in the notes as well. 
here, I'll share this in our Slack. So those of you who are listening can see this. Uh, so about 40,000 developers and Go is the top language that developers are looking or planning on learning next. And that number has doubled uh, in the last two years. So what that tells us is that there is going to be a lot of new developers coming into Go. And although it's it's kind of easy to say, no, you're welcome, like come to us, we want you. I also think we have to put it upon ourselves to not sit with just our friends when we're at a new conference, to look at that new face and walk up to them and say, hey, like, what are you working on right now? Is this your first time at a conference? Uh, what have you learned so far? And really engage with those newbies uh, because it is so intimidating to go up to people that you know have already been around for a year plus. So I'll just, I'll just put that as a call to action for the community is really put out the effort to make people feel welcome uh, and, and address those needs in the moment. Yes, so I'm so glad you mentioned that. And you know, <laughs> I want to I want to mention the the other side of the coin of what you just said. People who are new to the community, if somebody walks up to you, and especially if you know, I, not I don't know, it makes no difference, I guess. But if you're new to the community, and somebody comes and says, uh, you know, how you doing, just, just whatever. Try to be friendly because it's super intimidating. Even mm. like when I go up to people and I, I, I notice somebody, I would ne I've never seen this person. And now it's so easy because most, I don't know, most people, right? When I go to a conference or something and I walk up to someone, it's so intimidating. Like I want to do what you just said, but even for me who I can just, you know, I can turn around and go hang out with my friends and sort mm -hmm. of like recharge, right? From, from that yeah. interaction. But it's hard. So just make it easy for us. <laughs> yeah, Please. I mean, it, it's a uh, conference uh, fatigue is also a real thing, right? So I think I think y'all were talking about that in the the GopherCon uh, episode. But it's it is a real thing. I've even thought about writing a a blog post about it, how to pace yourself at a conference that lasts more than a day. But uh, that I remember being that person a few years back at a go conference and feeling really out of place. And especially when you're someone that looks different than most of the demographic at a conference, uh, that honestly, you came up and talked to me and made such an impression. Um, Carmen came up and talked to me and just made such an impression. And I just felt like, oh, I might be able to like find my people here. Uh, and all it took was just two very kind, warm individuals making me feel like I belonged, so. Well, Carmen, definitely. Uh, me, I don't know what you're talking about, but thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> take it. Uh, take I actually, I actually, I actually don't remember that, Cassandra, but you cool. <laughs> so much water has gone under the bridge. No, oh, I know. I know. But, Those but last that, years are gone. It's, it's been crazy and it's going to get even more crazy in an awesome way. <laughs> I hope so. And that reminds me of something I do want to ask you. So you were, like you mentioned, uh, you were working in retail and then you got into <laughs> tech. And there are so many reasons why people want to get into tech. I don't even want to oh. go there. But what I do want to ask is, what were the 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 pay 
payoffs that happened for you that kept you coming back? To tech? Yeah. Oh, boy. It was not easy, to be honest. I... I don't have a background as a developer. I don't have the benefit of having a college education, uh, which means I didn't really have as many connections. Uh, And really what happened was I kind of fell in love with developer technology. So I joined my first startup and uh, it was like a continuous integration platform. And I just enjoyed the straightforward, will this make my life easier questions that you got from developers. Uh, And then that startup didn't work out. And then I had another uh, company I was at that was in the midst of acquisition. And I knew I didn't really want to stay there, but I learned everything that I possibly could about uh, Salesforce and sales operations and marketing. And I left pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, And then I started to get into a few more companies that were very interesting and had some cool technologies. But it wasn't until I found Go that I really felt like I wanted to do this forever. And and it's kind of a weird statement, but I, I was writing about this one time and I, I really fell in love with the Go community. And I think that it was partially the warmness and the openness. I think it was also the acceptance that even if I wasn't a developer, the acceptance of learning and that they needed to make improvements to make Go more accessible was there, that it felt engaging rather than discouraging, which is what I experienced in other communities in in my other tech companies. Uh, So I don't know if that kind of answers your question of what kind of kept me going, but haha, going, it it was, (laughs) bad pun. Uh, It really is, it really was go. Uh, I don't, I don't think I would still be so heavily involved in tech if I hadn't met the go community. Yes, I think, there is no right no right answer for that. So that answer is just perfect. And <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. And <laughs> Thank you. It, it is pretty striking to me too, to see members of the Go team, people who are really super technical, go up on stage and talk about what our needs are for being more inclusive. It's really hard to have solutions to that, but realizing and speaking publicly that we do know this is an issue, we do want to make to solve it or at least make it better, it's mm-hmm. really striking and, and welcome and, and refreshing and warming. Mm-hmm. And especially in tech. I think a lot of people want to avoid the elephant in the room. And that was not the feeling I ever got with the Go community. And and that made me feel like I could actually affect change and do some good. Exactly. Exactly. We are engineers, right? So we should be looking at this uh, as a problem to solve that we can solve or at least try to hack it or do something about it. And that's what I see people doing. And when I say people, everybody, a lot of people, but including the tech, really super technical people from the Mm -hmm. Go team and other from the community in general. So that is amazing. Absolutely. 
I want to ask you about the Go Release parties. Um, yeah. I, I rem- so Dave Cheney was sort of leading that, uh, really getting some some fire behind people for uh, for people to have release parties. And for people who don't know, Go Release parties is just a celebration of every re- uh, Go Release, like the point something releases, not mm-hmm. just the major ones. But every point somewhat something release is a reason to celebrate. And so the meetups will do something special, maybe do something different from what they do, or maybe just have a cake with a gopher, of course. <laughs> uh, but the the last one or two releases, I don't remember seeing anything. I remember we have celebrated here in San Diego in our meetups. Uh, but I don't remember seeing anything, but I see that, that now there is a Go 1.10 release party plans. Mm-hmm. And um, is that in, anybody leading this? How How is it going? Is, is there it making any difference mm-hmm. to have these yeah. parties? I think one of the things that happens at the Go release party is other than being able to get together and say, yay, we're still doing cool things and they're still happening, is that we're able to really uh, distribute the knowledge about what changes and improvements are happening. And I think that that is very beneficial and important to maintain. I uh, traditionally have been a part of the GoSF release parties and never part of the overall release parties um, as in the organization. And I actually was uh, making a couple comments recently as well, just kind of saying that we could maybe be a little bit better about getting these to meetups and making sure that they know that they're an option to have a release party and to make sure it's not like a week and a half in advance, which is what the last couple happened to me. I I had like two weeks and we already had an agenda set, et cetera. So I think that, uh, honestly, the meetup organizers channel and Slack and just making sure people know that release parties are happening, uh, further in advance because the releases with Go are fairly well tracked and on time generally. Yeah. So it's not like you have to worry that it's going to be super out of spec. Um, so yeah, the, I, I do think it's something that we want to keep up. I ab- absolutely think it's something that's beneficial. Uh, and I, I think it just needs um, a little bit more knowledge from the other meetup organizers in, in the world that it's something we'd like to try to do. Yeah. I think it's that for that purpose, at, at, at the very least, for the purpose of getting acquainted, acquainted with mm-hmm. what is coming out in that release, it's very useful. And it's an excuse to eat cake. Come on. <laughs> but, but seriously, I remember in the, the last release party that we had here in San Diego, mm-hmm. we were sort of planning to do something different, right? It's a celebration. Let's celebrate. So let's, let's like we're going to go over the, what's, what was released. And we didn't have time. We didn't have time. And the day off, nobody did anything. So we were like, well, I don't remember who had slides. I don't know if it was uh, Dave Cheney or if it was Frances Compoy. But we said, let's just use that those slides and go over yeah. everything. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Was, because these slides were so, it, they were so well organized and everything was there. And we were able, with a little bit of knowledge, we were whoever gave the presentation, which was one of the other organizers here, 
was able to cover everything. It was so helpful to just get all of that information in one sitting. It was so worth it. And for the organizers, it was so simple and easy. It was like the easiest mm -hmm. meetup ever. So that really helps, I think. Yeah, we've done the same thing ourselves for um, GoSF meeting, where I know that slides have been borrowed from Dave or someone else who's created the first uh, kind of the first batch. Uh, it would be nice to maybe have a group of people that that are designated to help with the slides. Uh, I'd I'd really love to see that in the future, but there's so many other things <laughs> that also need to be done. Uh, I don't know if. Um, if we'll get to that quite yet, but I agree. I think they're important and I think that they could be a little bit more distributed. Yes. And meetup organizers, don't feel ashamed to just Not at use all. that. You already do it's... so much for the community. Please don't stop. <laughs> yeah. And if we had attempted to do something, you wouldn't have been as good. Mm -hmm. That was perfect. <laughs> do you want to talk about conferences? Yeah, I mean, we we chatted a little bit about them. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, I think that there's a few important things. Are you are you going to be going to any of the conferences this year? Well, go for Con in Denver for sure. Awesome. I already got my my tickets. <laughs> I don't have any other conference uh, plans right now. Um, the conference in Florence, they invited me to speak there, mm -hmm. and they are offering to cover some of the costs, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're going to India. Yeah. I am. I, I honestly will probably be at a lot of the conferences this year. Uh, not necessarily speaking, but primarily because I want to get to know the communities in the different parts of the world so that I can better advise, uh, of how we should support them. And if you're not kind of there on the ground, it's it's difficult to uh, get, gauge that effectively. Uh, but I will absolutely be at India um, with the State of Go talk. I wish I could have gone to Russia, but uh, I won't be able to make it. And then there, there's yeah. If I go down the list, there's GopherCon um, China, there's Gotham, though there's GopherCon Singapore, there's GopherCon Europe and Iceland, which uh, there will be a special announcement about soon. Um, GopherCon Brazil, which I will try to actually get to this year. GoLab, the one you're talking about in, in uh, Italy, Tokyo, then Denver. There will be a West Coast uh, GopherFest, and it will be a more of a full conference. I'm actually working with Gray Herder um, and Vicky Herder, who do Gotham Go. Uh, and, and we're working on kind of a better... West Coast conference, maybe around um, more specific topics, and uh, and then in 2019, will there will be another .go? So there's a lot. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's it's really amazing to see how many conferences there there've been added, even in just the last few months. I I've added four that I just suddenly popped up. Uh, so it's really rad and a lot of them still have open CFPs and you can find that on the, the wiki as well. Uh, but I encourage everyone to look at those and just submit or start right CFPs. I've opened up my, my services to help people craft and develop CFPs. And then there's so many resources on that new speakers page as well. 
So what do you mean when you say you opened up your resources to help people? More my services. I think a lot of people get intimidated about writing a CFP and it can be uh, it can be a, a difficult thing to wrap your head around. And so a lot of a lot of the companies I've been at, that's one of my primary jobs is making sure we're uh, we've got good coverage and conferences and therefore writing abstracts and CFPs. And I've a lot of kind of ways of doing that, even if it's just getting to know the um, the actual individual and just starting to talk with them and then pointing out like, listen, you were just really passionate about this talk and this topic. That's what you want to start writing about and just write it in bullet bullet points and make it easy for yourself. Um, but I think that people get kind of mucked down in some of the the difficulties around building a CFP. It really is difficult and intimidating. And yeah, even if you've done it, I mean, for me, <laughs> I've done mm-hmm. it before. And every time it's like, it's such a drag. Oh, how do I do this? As if I had never done it. It is. And but the other thing about a CFP is every CFP can be a blog post. Every CFP can be, you know, another way of distributing your knowledge to other people, even if it's not accepted. So uh, I always I always tell people, like, do it. Even if it's hard, like just get it down in a few bullet points and and then expand on it from there. Absolutely. Yeah. And that in itself, it's a it's a payoff for you if you do a CFP, no matter what. You have a pretty much ready blog post to put out. Yeah, there. exactly. And if you don't have a and if you don't have a blog, uh, there is Gophers Academy, mm-hmm. uh, Gopher Academy that will probably accept it. Or it's so easy to open a medium uh, blog mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. So, when you say you have opened your services, do you, do you mean like people can contact you directly? Absolutely. Yeah. I am, I am 100% fine with people contacting me directly on Slack, on Twitter. My email is csalisbury at uh, google.com or cls at uh, golang.org. Um, my information is everywhere on the web now so anyone's welcome yes and please take advantage of that (laughs) if cassandra doesn't have doesn't get i mean if she gets enough pings uh, from people i'm sure she'll go turn around and say to google hey i have so many people pinging me i need more people to work with me so how how did you know that that was the idea (laughs) well that is the idea (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So the more, don't feel bad about contacting mm-hmm. her. The more, the more demand there is, the more ammunition Cassandra will have to mm-hmm. go to Google and say, I need more help. Right? Yeah, I definitely Google. And then also, you know, that new speakers page that uh, Russ Cox created uh, has maybe seven or eight uh, current people who are offering up their help. I think that all of those people are fine to contact. I'm also playing around with, um, with the idea of like a matchmaking program where like, say I don't have the time, but I know so-and-so does have the time to kind of go through, or maybe the topic is above my head and I know an expert in another, in that same, in that field and kind of, uh, bouncing off those ideas to that individual instead. Um, that that's kind of where I would like to get to uh, eventually. Exactly. That's perfect. Right on. So you said earlier you had some numbers for us. 
Yeah, I've, I've kind of named them all, actually. Um, I sent out that hacker survey where they talked about Go being the, the top next language for developers to learn in 2018. Um, the amount of conferences and meetups that we have all over the world, um, all of those were kind of included in, in kind of this, just the scale that we're looking at over the next couple of years. Very cool. Is there any last thing you would like to tell us, Cassandra? Hmm. You know, what I'm interested in that um, is sometimes hard to get feedback on is really just how people feel they would be most help. So how community organizers feel they'd be most help or what was the struggle in getting started? Or if you are getting started, why is it difficult or why is it awesome? And, uh, and I just, I would love to hear some more stories about that. Again, you could contact me on Twitter, you can contact me on Gopher Slack or my emails. Uh, all of that is fine. I've even debated starting a Twitter thread, so maybe I'll do that. But not everyone wants to share those things publicly, and I respect that, uh, which is why I kind of like the more personal one-on-one -on -one you tell me. Uh, but I'd love to just hear more from the community about their experiences so that I, I can make some, some actionable plans for us moving forward. Yes, I think that will also be increasingly more more important as the community grows and grows so rapidly and, and disseminating that in different channels at different times mm -hmm. so we can hit uh, people in different contexts. Absolutely. And we also want to do, we did have a, a, a suggestion from one of our listeners Ooh, what is that, that we do an episode exactly about that geared towards, mm -hmm. towards newcomers and maybe having somebody interview us about how to get started. And I thought that was brilliant. And of course, uh, he's a perfect person to join, <laughs> to, to be the interviewer. So I think that's yeah. going to happen. I think that's an awesome idea to have one that is specifically like, how do I get started? What resources do I have? Uh, but I also think that depending on your your personality and your learning style, those resources might be different. So that having um, maybe a little powwow prior from a few different personality types with different experiences uh, so that you can really address more than just one demographic uh, would, would be beneficial. I think the same for CFPs, honestly. I was kind of hoping um, that we would have a little bit more um, guidelines on how to get people to submit CFPs and what conference organizers look for and what are the topics that are looking we're looking to address this year. I think that'd be a really interesting um, pod, podcast, but I'm very biased. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it may not be interesting for everyone, but yeah. You know, I think that's very interesting getting, um, talking about the, the different learning styles that people have and how we could uh, help them uh, to specifically put on that CFP together because the number of conferences ha has grown and it's going to grow. And the conferences don't exist without speakers, right? And preferably mm -hmm. speakers with good content, not necessarily perfect speakers, but the, the content should be good. And we should be helping people to, to come up with that. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. It's also conference organizers' duty to make sure that they are 
not just looking for the most quote unquote famous of the community to speak at their conferences, but also that they're looking for, for newbies and different levels of content. And luckily we have an amazing group of conference organizers and they are uh, putting a lot of effort and thought into how they are formatting their, uh, their content this year. So I, I just want to give like a shout out to to all of these organizers because they know how much work this is and they're they're really really trying. Absolutely, organizers of everything. I love I all know. of you, all of you so much. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I want to give everyone a go for hug. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and but definitely, especially conferences. I love conferences. Uh, you know, they one conference can change somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's very powerful. And Cassandra, this show was amazing. I loved, oh, thank you. loved, loved, loved having you here. And I know for a fact we could sit here and talk for two more hours. But unfortunately, I need to call it a wrap. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you and I can talk, but this show needs to end and uh, be wrapped up, unfortunately. So I want to thank you again. And thank all of the listeners and everybody in the whole wild world. <laughs> Gosh, they are not going to let me do this again. So for everybody listening, please pr spread the word. Let people know about the show. If you'd like to sponsor us, contact any of us. Sponsorship slots are open. And if you go to gotime.fm, you can subscribe to our mailing list. You can follow us on Twitter at gotimefm. And if you do have any suggestion for the show, any uh, suggestion for guest or speaker or, or how we can do the show better, you can go to github.com slash gotimefm slash pink and open an issue there with that said this is a wrap thank you i love the show and i did it all on my own <laughs> good job <laughs> oh my god i am sorry to have inflicted this on you eric and brian should never ever let me alone so i think that's it my job is done thank you cassandra thank you. you made it so easy for me thank you so much <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode of Go Time. Tune in live on Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern at changelog.com slash live. Join the community in Slack with us. In real time during the shows, head to changelog.com slash community. Follow us on Twitter. We're at GoTimeFM. Special thanks to Fastly, our bandwidth partner. Head to Fastly.com to learn more. Also, Linode, we host everything we do on Linode servers. Head to linode.com slash changelog. GoTime is edited by Jonathan Youngblood, and the theme music for GoTime is produced by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening.